Bangor Worldwide has been promoting and supporting World Mission for over 85 years. Our podcasts are free of charge. You can find out more about us at www.worldwidemission.org. We hope you enjoy this talk. It's a big privilege for me to be here uh, with you tonight. Uh, as many of you know, I think um, I'm from Bangor. Uh, I spent the nine years before I went to France uh, in Bangor. And before I went to France, the people in Hamel Road Baptist in my home group gave me a little plaque that looked a little bit like this. The PowerPoint will come up. This doesn't count in my time. This is not my fault. <laughs> I'd just like to say, like, unlike St. Columbanus, my mum was delighted to get rid of me um, and pushed me out the door. <laughs> She's right there. They give me this plaque, and Sharon Heron, who was part of the house group, said, Philip, I'd like you to have this, and I'd like you to remember that as you go to France uh, to pastor the church in Lagny, uh, remember that St. Columbanus went out as well, uh, and that you're going out just like him from Bangor to preach the gospel. Uh, and the little plaque, I still got it. Actually, it fell off the wall and broke. Um, and so I've got to glue it back together and put it back up. But I've got that plaque, and it reminds me that the work that we're involved in in France uh, with my wife, Rachel, uh, and my five children, it's a work that is partnership. Partnership between people here in Bangor who pray for us, who give generously to us, who root for us, who are interested in us, who look after us. And we're working in France, and you're working here. And we're all working together for the gospel of the glory of Jesus. And it's a great privilege to be here uh, and to come back. Let me explain a little bit about what Acts 29 Europe uh, is. Um, Many people uh, don't really know anything about Acts 29, so I'm starting way back. uh, And I hope I won't bore anybody uh, about what we're we're about. The, The whole conviction of Acts 29 is that God has a plan and a purpose to fill the whole earth with the knowledge of the glory of the Lord as the waters cover the sea. That God deserves to be worshipped and glorified by every single human being. That there's not a single part of the world that doesn't deserve to have the gospel preached to it. And we believe in Acts 29 that the way God does that is through the establishment of local churches that live locally, witness locally, and bring people into contact with the gospel of Jesus locally. And so the way that God fulfills his mission of filling the earth with the knowledge of the glory of his name is through the planting of gospel-believing, gospel-preaching, gospel-living communities of light. When we come to 2 Corinthians chapter 4, Paul picks up this language and he says, we see this glory in the face of Jesus Christ. And so we're all about planting churches so that people everywhere can find out about the glory of God, the grace of God in Jesus Christ. The strapline that we have uh, is something that we aspire to and something that we're becoming more and more. A diverse global network of church planting churches characterized by theological clarity, cultural engagement, and missional innovation. We could spend all night just unpacking what we hope to do as we try to live out uh, that uh, slogan that we have. If you want to find out more about it, go to the website www.acts29.com and all the information is there for you to find out. But the name Acts 29 might still be puzzling you. Acts 29, you think to yourself, there only are 28 chapters 
in Acts, what is Acts 29 doing? And some people have actually looked up their Bibles to find Acts 29 and then have been a little bit disappointed and a little bit curious to find out that there is actually no chapter 29. Um, At the end of Acts chapter 28, we read these words. For two whole years, Paul stayed there in his own rented house and welcomed all who came to see him. He proclaimed the kingdom of God and taught about the Lord Jesus Christ with all boldness and without hindrance. And the idea of calling Acts 20 and Acts 29 is to say, what are we doing if we're not the 29th chapter of what Luke was writing about? What are we doing if we're not continuing what Jesus began to do and teach in Luke and then in Acts? What are we doing if we're not preaching the word of God without hindrance and with all boldness so that people can come to know the Lord Jesus Christ? So it's whimsical. You like it, you don't like it. But that's what Acts 29 is meant to convey, this sense that we are still doing exactly what Paul was doing in the book of Acts, proclaiming the good news of the death and resurrection of the Lord Jesus Christ for the forgiveness of sins and the redemption of humanity and the redemption of the whole cosmos for his glory. As well as that, it's a rather clever acronym. Assessment, coaching, training, and support. In Acts 29, globally and in Europe, what we want to do is help churches and church planters help plant healthy churches through assessing the church planter through coaching him, through training people to be church planters and training churches to think missionally so that they can become church planting churches and then support all the work that results out of those efforts. And tonight I want to focus particularly on training. Because if we're going to fill the earth with the knowledge of the glory of the Lord as the waters cover the sea, if we're going to plant churches in the way that I've just described, One of the biggest bottlenecks, one of the biggest obstacles, is the fact that you need to train church planters and church planting teams to be able to do that effectively. And often uh, in the roles that I've had in France, I've been to different places, and there's nothing so disheartening, so discouraging, so disappointing as finding somebody trying to plant a church who hasn't been trained, hasn't been supported, hasn't been coached, hasn't been assessed for the job that they're trying to do. And to see the pain and the desperation almost in the faces of those people as they try to do something that they haven't been equipped to do. And then to see the joy of seeing people who have been trained and equipped to plant churches doing it, and by God's grace, the work blossoming and flourishing. And so one of the key things that we're trying to do in the church that I'm the pastor of is train intentionally church planters and church planting teams to go and continue this work. And so I want to introduce you to some people um, in my church who are on this program uh, at the minute. But before a map of where we are, um, the first star is Lanyi Baptist Church. Uh, As was said, I went there nine years ago from Bangor, from Hamlin Road Baptist, to pastor this church. The church called me and Rachel to be their pastoral couple, uh, and we went out there and we found a healthy church that wanted to do missions, that wanted to do church planting, that wanted to be evangelizing in their neighborhood. Uh, so grateful for that church, for its willingness to be on mission for God. And just a side note uh, for churches here. To the extent that you capture the vision 
for God's glory filling the whole earth. And to the extent that you do everything that you do around that goal, around that aim, to that extent you will have the joy of seeing the gospel advance at home and abroad. I'm so grateful for the gospel-centered churches that sent me out and so grateful for the gospel-centered church that I arrived in, in Lanyi. And so they listened to a mad Irishman who thought that it was a good idea to plant churches around the area. We planted first in Val d'Europe. Who has been to Disneyland uh, in Paris? Has anybody been? Yeah? Yeah? Not stacks, but some. Um, until a couple of years ago, Mickey Mouse was worshipped and adored in that town, but there was no church which was worshipping and adoring Jesus Christ. Uh, it's a growing town, a town with a great demographic. Uh, it's 25,000 people at the minute, 50,000 people projected very soon, and no evangelical witness. And our church in Lanyi is about 10 minutes away from that church. And so with some other people in the church, we started to plant the church there. And by God's grace, it's been established uh, now. Then we sent a planter to plant in Châtelet, right in the heart of Paris. We trained him up and sent him out. And the little church there, about 30 people strong, is doing great work in the middle of Paris. Then we trained up people to go and plant in Shell. Shell is the biggest town in our department, 53,000 people with zero evangelical churches. Just as a point of comparison, in Bangor, I think there's 33 evangelical churches for a town of about the same size. You can walk down Hamilton Road and see more churches, more churches in one street in Bangor than you can in a whole collection of towns around where I live. But that's not uh, an obstacle, that's an opportunity to go and plant churches where there are no churches. So we trained up Matthias and Evrard, who we'll meet in a minute, to go and plant a church in Shell. By God's grace, that church has got its own building right beside the train station, right in full view of everybody, and people are becoming Christians and being discipled in that uh, new church there. And the other people you'll meet, they're currently being trained to go and plant churches elsewhere. One, Emeline, uh, a girl who's being trained to go and be part of a church planting team, and the other, Gael, who's being trained to lead a church plant in Ville Parisi, which is just north of the little collection of churches we have. And our hope and dream is to establish a network of church planting churches in France. And for that network of church planting churches to spread throughout the whole of France, to influence Switzerland and Belgium, the French-speaking parts of Europe, and to influence beyond that other countries who face exactly the same challenges and opportunities that we have in France, post-Catholic, post-Christian, vanishingly small numbers of evangelicals, and yet the gospel can be preached there without let or hindrance so that the gospel can be believed and the glory of God can fill those nations too. So let's meet some of these people. Je m'appelle Emile Poinsignon, j'ai grandi dans une famille chrétienne, j'ai deux petits frères euh, et j'ai grandi donc en Moselle. Euh, je suis dans la région depuis 5 ans parce que je suis prof de maths et je travaille du coup dans la région. Bonjour, je m'appelle Évrard Deganet, donc je suis professeur de mathématiques en France. Donc je suis marié à Cathy qui est mon épouse. Et euh, donc, euh, je travaille dans un collège à HL, en, en France, près de Paris, à 30 km de Paris. Euh, donc, je m'appelle Mathias et euh, je suis euh, originaire de l'Est de la France. Euh, 
Et je suis arrivé ici euh, en 2009 pour faire des études de théologie. Alors, je suis euh, paysagiste. J'ai une petite entreprise euh, où on fait euh, création, entretien d'espaces verts euh, autour de Shell. Je m'appelle Gaël, Gaël Wagoum, et euh, je suis d'origine camerounaise. Je suis né au Cameroun, je suis arrivé en France, ça fait euh, il y a de cela 6 ans, bientôt 7 ans. Je suis convaincue par la vision et l'importance d'implanter, et donc euh, je trouve ça important de se former. Donc, euh, voilà. euh, personnellement, je pense que euh, je suis assez douée pour tout ce qui est organisationnel et plus une partie gestion, et je pense que je pourrais être une bonne aide pour... Euh, organiser, gérer, tout ça. Je prends aussi en ce moment à exercer un ministère plus précis auprès des femmes dans l'église. Donc je pense que je pourrais aussi avoir un rôle à jouer de, dans ce domaine-là. Euh, alors pour moi, c'est une idée assez nouvelle. L'implantation d'église, c'est quelque chose à laquelle je n'avais pas forcément beaucoup réfléchi avant d'arriver dans l'église. Et euh, je pense que c'est important parce que euh, c'est un commandement de Jésus, tout simplement, de faire des, de toutes les nations des disciples. Et euh, je pense qu'on n'est pas sur terre. Enfin, Dieu ne nous l'a Just let her finish that sentence, if you, if you wouldn't mind. Sorry. Je ne laisse pas sur terre juste pour profiter de la vie et être bien entre nous. On est... On est là pour aller au-delà, on est là pour évangéliser, pour être des lumières et rayonner euh, autour de là où Dieu nous place. Donc, euh, bah, c'est important d'implanter de, des églises. Let's, let's just pause there for a second. Emeline, great girl, math teacher, so full-time job, but convinced that it's important not to think first of her career, not to think first of where she's going to develop her career, but first of all to think where can she be the most help in the kingdom of God. And so she's joined our church planting training center, which lasts for two years, to train about how to be a church planting team member so that whenever a church plant comes up that she can conceivably be a part of, she can move, she can ask to move her job to that town, be a teacher in that town, and help plant a new church in that town where there is no church. So Emmeline Um, I'm going to ask you to pray for these people at the end of the evening. Remember Emmeline, remember as she seeks God's will for her future, as she tries to find out where God would have her be to plant churches in the future um, for the gospel. Let's look at Matthias and Evran now. These two men have already planted a church in Shell. They followed the church planting training program for the last two years, and they launched the church officially in January of this last year with this new building that I talked about. And already they've got about 60 people in their church, and their dream is to plant more churches from that church in Shell. Shell is a huge town, 53,000 people, one church, and they want to have churches visible for people to be able to meet Jesus all across that town. Let's listen to what they say. Comme une cinquantaine, et on prie vraiment pour continuer à progresser, continuer à avancer, et que Dieu vraiment puisse. Voilà, on rêve une. Shell est une ville de 53 000 habitants, donc il faut imaginer qu'il y a vraiment une injustice à qu'il n'y ait pas une église qui puisse avoir un impact dans la ville, qui soit vraiment bien présente dans la ville et dans tous les quartiers de la ville, avoir des groupes de maisons, c'est nos rêves pour les prochaines années. Quoi. Vraiment que l'église puisse vivre l'évangile au quotidien des habitants et qu'ils aient l'occasion de, de nous rencontrer et surtout de rencontrer notre Seigneur. Quoi. Let, let Mathias go as well. Moi je pense que Technology is fun, isn't it? 
Dieu mérite d'être adoré et d'être reconnu. Et euh, on a quelque chose en nous et il faut qu'on le présente aussi aux autres. Et l'Église est quand même euh, visible. Les gens peuvent facilement euh, s'identifier à un groupe, à un bâtiment, euh, à une communauté. Et c'est important d'implanter des églises parce qu'on manifeste la gloire de Dieu là où on habite, là où on est. Et on peut inviter nos amis, on peut faire des événements qui permettent aussi que les personnes qui ne connaissent pas le Seigneur puissent venir et découvrir la grâce de Dieu pour elles. Euh, déjà, tout est parti de, de ma rencontre avec Philippe. Merci. We'll pause there. Mathias et Evrard, both in employment. Mathias is now part-time as his landscape gardening business. Uh, Evrard is a full-time teacher, committing their lives to planting that church in Shell where there is no other church. Pray for them. They went through the, the training system for two years and are now under the supervision of the little network of churches that we have and planting that church. Uh, I'm so proud of them. They're doing such a great work, sweating and working hard and seeing people become Christians and grow in discipleship. Praise God for Mathias and Evrard. Gaël is fascinating. Uh, he actually grew up uh, in a bit of a gangster in, in Cameroon uh, and was wonderfully converted, came to France and has been utterly transformed by the gospel. And I think that next year, after he's finished the church planting training program, when he goes to Villeparisi, about 15 minutes north, uh, and starts a new church, I really think that it will be something special. Uh, I'm really looking forward to writing the newsletters home about Gaël and what God will do through him in Villeparisi, through the new church that he's going to start. Let's listen to Gaël. On s'est rencontré une fois et euh, euh, il m'a parlé de ce projet, de cette vision qu'il avait d'implanter de, des églises et de former des personnes qui implanteraient des églises ailleurs. Et là, je me suis dit, euh, tiens, ce serait une bonne occasion de de me former au contact des personnes expérimentées. On aimerait que de la même façon que les gens vont à Disney, par milliers et par centaines de milliers souvent, eh ben, qu'ils puissent affluer vers des églises aussi. Et en particulier bah, l'église du Val d'Europe qui est en implantation en ce moment. Tiens, comment ça se fait qu'il n'y ait pas d'église à Villeparisie Et là, j'ai regardé un peu le profil de la ville. Je me suis rendu compte que c'était une ville de 25 000 habitants à peu près et euh, qui n'avait pas d'église évangélique, pas de témoignage de la foi chrétienne. Et euh, là, je me suis dit, tiens, il y aurait peut-être quelque chose à faire là. Et donc, aujourd'hui, l'idée pour moi serait de, de passer du temps dans une, une vraie implantation d'église stable, solide, avec une vraie valeur, une vraie vision. Une église qui aurait euh, à cœur, justement, euh, la progression de l'évangile auprès et au loin. Et quand je parle au loin, personnellement, la vision, elle est précisément au Cameroun, où je pense pour devoir retourner à un moment donné, c'est-à-dire que j'implanterai l'église de Villeparisie. De ville et euh, je pense que s'il y, y a des gens qui partiront de Villeparisie pour le Cameroun, ça sera peut-être moi pour aller au Cameroun implanter d'autres églises dans un contexte qui est le mien, dans lequel j'ai grandi, et euh, voilà, avec toute l'expérience que j'aurais pu avoir en France et au, et au contact d'autres personnes. L'importance d'implanter des églises, c'est... Euh, Hmm. il y a quelqu'un qui m'a dit une fois quand tu veux faire quelque chose essaie de regarder ce qui a été fait dans la Bible si tu y trouves un modèle ne réinvente pas refais ce qui est dans la Bible et euh, il me semble clairement que euh, 
Jésus voulait implanter, voulait, voulait bâtir son église, une église certes euh, spirituelle, mais aussi des, des personnes, une nouvelle communauté, des personnes qui se mettent ensemble pour l'adorer et euh, dans des lieux différents, de façon différente, dans des expressions différentes. Et je trouve que c'est euh, ça la vision biblique pour Dieu. C'est de cette façon-là que Dieu voudrait certainement que son évangile progresse et traverse les cultures, traverse les peuples, traverse les, euh, les frontières. Et donc je pense que c'est important de rester dans le modèle que Jésus a commencé, parce que c'est certainement le modèle qui marche et qui le rend le plus clair. Je m'appelle Emine Poissignon. Je... Thank you, thank you. I don't know what you think when you see those four young people from the church in Nanyi rising up to go and plant churches in Shell, in Villeparisis, and in other places with their full-time jobs, with their, their busy lives, utterly committed to the vision that we have, that the earth will be filled with the knowledge of the glory of the Lord as the waters cover the sea, and as long as there are towns in France where there are no evangelical churches bearing witness to the gospel of grace, we have work to do. And we want to get on with it. For me, it fills me with hope. People talk about France as a hard place to go. For me, that fills me with hope. That these people believe the Bible, believe the gospel, believe in the power of God's Holy Spirit to change people's minds and hearts. Enough to do that. I thank and I praise God for these people. And that story in Lagny can be multiplied many times over if churches catch that vision and start training intentionally church planters to go and plant churches. I would have more to say, but our time is drawing to a close. I just want to leave you with a couple of quick ideas about how to follow up on what we've said, uh, if you want to. There is a map of Europe. The dream that I have as European Director for Axe Europe is that little networks of church planting churches will sprout up in every single country in Europe. We're already seeing signs in Portugal, in Italy, in Germany, in Turkey. I could tell you stories. Uh, it's amazing what God is doing in our continent. If you want to pray or to stay involved or to think about how you could be involved in church planting in Europe, if you're interested in short-term vision and service teams, we'll be starting those off from this year. If you're interested in praying or giving, then we can inform you about those. If you're interested in church planting near and far, then there's much information to be had. Two ways, acts29.com, lots of information on the site. Or email me, it's very simple, philip, with one L, at acts29.com. Let me pray for us as we close this part of the evening. Our Heavenly Father, you are a great God and you worship. We worship you. You are worthy of all worship and all praise and all glory. I pray that you will be with Emeline, Gaël, Matthias, Evrard, and many more like them who will rise up to plant churches for your glory where Christ is not yet named. We pray it for Jesus' name and for his glory. Amen. We trust you've enjoyed this podcast. If you'd like to make a donation to support the work of Bangor Worldwide, please visit www.worldwidemission.org slash donate.